And welcome back to the True Patriot Podcast, folks. This is a special edition here of our interview series. Uh, We are having an opportunity here to sit down with a fellow uh, competitive angler. He falls in those line of those anglers that you need to know. uh, If you haven't uh, been following uh, this uh, young man on social media and his fishing career, well, we're going to hopefully change that by the end of this thing here today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome to the show, Mr. David Fluker. David, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem, Jim. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. So uh, David is a fellow uh, MLF, um, BFL, uh, uh, competitive angler, same uh, same uh, uh, division that we, that we fish in and have. Uh, David and I have been following each other on social media for quite some time now. Um, so it's been really cool. I feel like this is one of the first times we've, we've had a chance to sit down and chat, but I feel like I kind of know you, man, as I followed you along in your journey, we were just talking about uh, watching, you know, when your, when your uh, son was born, uh, you know, uh, what, three years ago now, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's so cool watching that piece there. So what the first thing we'd love to do, man, is uh, just get to know who you are. Talk sure. to us here. What, uh, who is David Fluker? Sure. Uh, David <laughs> Fluker is a, I'm a family man. Uh, you know, I love fishing, obviously. Um, it's kind of straightforward. I, I just, I love being, you know, just, just being, and uh, that's one of the things I think is missed a lot of times with, with people, you know, they, they see a lot of things going on around them, but they just, they fail to just be in the moment. And uh, Isn't that's the truth. I, I love to be in the moment. So what do you do besides competitively fishing and besides being a father and a husband, what do you do for a profession? Sure. Uh, so I, I hold a corporate position. Um, I am a business analyst in a nice. uh, in an area called OCR, which is optical character recognition, and uh, that's I've done that since 2015. Wow, that's like some big brain stuff, man. Uh, somewhat. Gene, gene that down a little bit. Here real quick. Uh, so, uh, so basically, it's 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 uh, automation and robotics. Okay. Uh, so. That's what that's what my team does. We're we're a small specialized team for a uh, for a large financial uh, company. That is awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's not something you hear every day when when yeah. you're telling people <laughs> on that. So, and I, I alluded to this here. You you are married and you have kids. Uh, well, um, kid and one on the way. Talk to us about that. Sure. Yes, my beautiful wife Tanya and I. Um, we have a son. He's three years old. His name is DJ um kid is so ate up with fishing it's it's <laughs> unbelievable uh how much you love being on the boat and fishing thanks dad uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say he takes that from me uh, that's awesome then we have a we have a little one on the way we have a baby girl coming in march uh march 29th her name that's is exciting. zoe so wow yeah that is exciting man it is very exciting. It's, it's nerve wracking at the same time. It's, it's really exciting. So, well, I, here's the one piece, you know, so I've got two kids. Um, they're both adults. Uh, here's what I'll tell you. The first one, it's relatively kind of easy to, you know, put them into your life. If you got a good life, you know, you don't have bad unhealthy habits or whatever. It's real easy to meld them right in, but two, Dude, your schedule is going to go on its head. I'm just giving you yeah. the warning. <laughs> you get through it because our kids are going to be real similar. And uh, my, my kids are like four years apart. So, yeah. and the beauty is the older one will be able to help. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what fingers crossed. We're, we're hoping that he's interested enough to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I got lucky. I had the girl first. So the maturity piece was there. Yeah. 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 That that's a good smart. That's right. <laughs> Well, I'd like to take credit, but <laughs> well, good stuff. Good stuff. So we're, we're working in uh, business analytics there. You're a, you're a family man, very busy with that piece. Um, let's move into the, the competitive fishing. When did you start competing uh, with, uh, with, you know, taking it out of the realm of just the, the weekend thing and actually getting serious about it and getting in, into, into tournament level fishing. Sure. Um, I started fishing competitive with major league fishing in 2020. Um, but I started fishing local club tournaments um, in 2016. Okay. I joined a local club and, and kind of fell in love with it. Um, but, but major league fishing, I started fishing 2020 as a co-angler. So, and see if I'm right with this. So I did a similar path. Um, 
albeit a few few more years ago. Um, but I went through the club thing, I did the state thing, I did the regional thing. You know, I played played in that path, and I just found like something was missing there. I was looking for that competitive grade, you know, area. For me, back in those days, it was the FLW um, BFLs at that time, TH Marine. Um, and when I went over to that and saw how clean that was run and how things, you know, click through, I fell in love with it. All of a sudden yeah. here, I'm, I'm going against 200 boat fields, um, getting my teeth kicked in, but loving every minute of it. Cause it's like, okay, now these, yeah. yeah. And I mean, did you see this, the, the, the same landscape when you uh, moved over to the ML because of 2020 would have been MLF ownership now. Yeah. That, that first year. Yeah. It was MLF, uh, that first year, I believe. Um, but I did. So fishing local clubs, it's fun, but you get a lot of older guys that are retired. You get guys that that come out and kind of, you know, fish lakes that they they enjoy fishing. Yep. Uh, Once I made that jump over to major league fishing and there was, you know, a 200 boat field, like you, like you had mentioned, I mean, just to see how cleanly those tournaments are ran with that many boats and then the the amount of competitive anglers that fish those, I mean, I had fallen in love and, you know, they, they call it that, that fishing, uh, that fishing itch. It, it got me. And, uh, that's, that's where I am right now. So I've got a lot of friends in the hunting side and they talk when deer seasons about buck fever. Right. And I sure. tell them, I'm like, there is such a thing called, you know, bass fever as well. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's this big or that big, you catch a man. It's that adrenaline starts going. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So now what is the division that you primarily fish in with the BFLs? So the I, for the last two years, I've fished in the Buckeye Division here in Ohio. Right. Um, this upcoming season, 2023, I'll be fishing the South Carolina Division. That's right. That's right. 2023. This okay. year, with a little one on the way, you still planning a same same type of schedule? Still going to try to hit all five? Um, actually, th- so this year I'll be fishing all five of the – this year upcoming, I'll be fishing all five of the South Carolina Division. Uh, the oh. first one being February 12th uh, down on Lake Hartwell. Dude, you're getting ready to fly then. Yeah, every, everything's getting ready. I'm, uh, I've got so many moving parts, you know, with the new baby. Uh, we're in Ohio currently. My boat is in South Carolina. I've got, I have nothing rigged up. The boat is scheduled to get wrapped up the first week of February. I've got, I'm in a really, really tight schedule. So yeah, you <laughs> we'll are. See what happens. <laughs> so now sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Is the wife nesting already? Is she, is she nesting with the second one now where that, that oh, starts yeah. to happen? Oh, yeah. Cause yeah, that puts uh, the heat right on dad right there. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I can't even explain over the last few weeks, all the things I've had to put together or change or, or just move to another side of the room just cause it, it didn't sit right on that That's side. Right. Definitely nesting, which is, I mean, it, it's human nature, uh, especially for, you know, c- considering the circumstances. Yes, sir. I, you know, I just say, yes, yes, babe. And, get it moved. <laughs> You're a wise man, Mr. Fluker wise oh, yeah. man. We, uh, you know, we know our role in this whole thing. They, they're the ones, yeah. goodness gracious, they're, you know, uh, carrying the weight of this thing. It is our job to grab some sticks and put them in a pile for them. <laughs> and then move them to the other side of the room, but you know, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Very, very good. So cool. So yeah, you're going to be playing. Uh, so you're actually this year, you're going to be running all five of the South Carolina ones, right? Yes, sir. And you guys are scheduled. Clearly we were talking, you guys are going to be moving to South Carolina, going down there, but let's talk this Buckeye division. Yeah. So I fished the BFLs. Uh, my first introduction was the great lakes up in uh, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, up there. Yeah. Um, they called it the great lakes division. There's always the chat. It's three events, usually uh, out of lacrosse right on the Mississippi. Uh, a fourth event will be the usually Prairie Duchesne which is still on the Mississippi. There's no great lakes involved in most of those. <laughs> um, and then one name for the division. It's it is, it is, but it was, I'll tell you that it was full of hooks, some great anglers, guys that knew that river inside and out. And we had packed fields, Buckeye division, packed fields as well. Decent turnouts. How does, how does it work out there? Buckeye division is, is a packed field. There's a lot of guys that fish in this Buckeye division and because we're, we're not so, the biggest thing about the Buckeye division is you're fishing for five bites on most of the lakes and rivers we're going to. Wow. Uh, these places get a lot of pressure. I mean, very like finesse baits, but five bites that you're fishing for five bites. Wow. Typically you bring in 10 to 12 pounds on most lakes. Now we have places like Lake Erie where it's, it's going to take a lot more than 12 pounds to get a check or, or win it. 
Right. But most of the other places, 10 to 12 pounds, you're, you're going to win it most times or at least be top 10. Wow. Yeah, but the fields are packed. There's a lot of good guys that fish these uh, these BFLs here. There's guys that, I mean, if we're just being quite honest, there's guys that could fish on, on you know, they can fish higher levels. And uh, just for whatever reason, money or, or, you know, the traveling or family, you know, life kind of gets in the way of that. But, um, yeah, the BFL field is actually – uh, the Buckeye division field is actually pretty stacked with, with a lot of good guys. Well, you know, that's the old saying you, you uh, were, we were going to tap on this as well, but I mean, you come from the football world as well, man. I mean, iron sharpens iron. That's how, yes, you sir. know, and that's what you look for. Right. You know, I, uh, I, co- I coached sports for, for almost 20 years. And that was always one of our teachings of why we, we went so hard in practice. It was what led me to stretch out and go down to the Ozark division when you were talking about guys fishing upper levels, um, a guy until last season that had never won a BFL was James worldwide Watson. Watson. Yeah. He had won at the Toyota series clearly had a ton of success through the pros, uh, both FLW bass, that whole piece there. And then MLF uh, bass pro tour. He's found success. He had never won a BFL. And he, he openly said, these are some of the toughest divisions to fish in at the BFL level, because you do have those guys that come down from the, from the higher ranks that want to, you know, you can say jackpot if you want, but they want to compete and they know what's going on there. Um, You got a lot of guys from the triple A's that come down and try to pick those off because it's cash, man. If they can, it's. If you can go down and fish, I, you know, the name of the game, we're, we're fishing to win money. I, no one, you know, as much as we love fishing, Gene, you and I, we're not going out there just to have a good time, right? We're going out there to compete. We got a lot of money right. tied up in this. We're going out to compete and try to win this thing. So I was going to say, you know, you, you, you try to explain that to somebody outside of the sport and it's tough to convey that, but when you spend as much time, energy, and money as we do in this sport with prep and trying to get ready, you damn right. We're going after the money. I mean, that's oh, yeah. now it's not the only reason. Sure. But, you know, like we used to say in football, no winning, winning, you know, win or lose, we're going to be just fine. But we damn sure are there to win every game. Yes, sir. Why do you go to practice? You know, yeah. if, if you were okay with losing, game, then, yeah, <laughs> shoot, let's just go grab a burger and we'll call it a day. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some of this because this is the, the competitive piece side that, that I love about this. You, um, played football all the way through uh, high school and into college. What, uh, what was that experience uh, as far uh, as how that came about for you? College football is a mental roller coaster of, I mean, there's so many emotions you're growing. Uh, you're, you're learning how to go to class and go to school, but the biggest part is you're, play, you're, you're playing football there. So you have that to balance on top of everything. So I, I always tell everyone it's a, it's a mental roller coaster, but it, you know, the good thing about that is it prepares you so much more for life outside of college right? right you know you deal with you know you deal with tight schedules you're able to deal with tight schedules you're able to deal with uh almost seemingly impossible situations with getting to class on a friday and having a game on saturday you know late class or, or getting homework done it's you know you just you just learn to cope with it and deal with it um how much has so that, that translated over to to the competitive fishing piece do you see a lot of similarities in that or Tons of it has transferred over. So the com- the comparisons that I always make is, you know, I do hold a full-time corporate job yep. and balancing work with, you know, the competitive side is the same thing as balancing school and the, uh, and the football side. Right. Um, and so I, you know, there's times where I have tight schedules at work and I, you know, I want to go out and practice and fish and I have to figure out a way either I work, I work longer this week to get this done, or I work less this week and go and practice and work a lot more next week. And there's always, checks and balances there's there's good and bad to everything uh but a lot of that that i learned in college transferred over that's awesome that's good stuff you know and that's that's the piece you hope for you know the the staggering numbers of the low percentage of kids that come out of high school sports that get a shot at collegiate you know i mean it's it's a ridiculously low number uh even talking like uh, juco stuff you know that's even that level it's 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 like, I want to say it's less than two, 3% of the high school graduates ever get a shot at, you know, playing some level of collegiate ball. The, the, one of the staggering piece numbers there was uh, not to go off on a tangent too far here, but actually chances of making it from the opens or the Toyota series, actually Toyota to, to 
pro circuits a little, little bit better, but to make it to that, you know, pro level is even lower percentage chances of making that than it is from a college ball player to make it to the NFL. Well, it was, it blew me and it, it has wow. everything to do with the logistics. It's there's only so many spots. Yeah. A lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things going on. So many dollars, you know, to make this yep. come together. So yeah, it's uh, it's crazy stuff to see that. Um, but you hope where I was going with this is that you hope that the experience is what you take with and you can build into exactly what you're doing. You know, you've got, you've built it into your family, yes. you've built it into your, your business and now in the, in the, of course, in the fishing as well. So on the fishing piece, I mean, you have been, and, and I'm just going to, for lack of being politically correct, you've been getting your hustle on online, on social media. And it's what I've respected so much about you because you handle your business like a professional on the social media side. Yeah. Um, and I've watched it and I'm like, now that's a guy that's getting it done. Right. I mean, you, you represent your sponsors, right. You represent yourself, right. Um, that if I'm in a business and I'm looking for guys, you're the kind of angler I'm looking for out there. I mean, because just that way. So is this something as far as the competitive side, is this something that you're, you're completely happy with, you know, batting at the BFL level for right now, or is it further? I mean, are you, are you thinking to try to make this the, the sole income and in the, in the living or what's, what's the future look like for you? Uh, yes, sir. So as of right now, I was, I am going to fish the Toyota series next year and I do want to make this a career. All uh, right. And I'm, I'm kind of building up to that. And I appreciate, you know, the, the kind words. No, it's, um, I speak the truth. I, <laughs> some things I learned in life is, uh, you know, I, my grandfather would say this all the time is, you know, you don't dress for the job that you're in now, right? You dress for the job you want to have. So my social media and, and, and by any means, you know, I'm not a top level professional in fishing by any stretch of the imagination just yet. But one thing that I that, you know, I'll, I'll always be able to compare myself to those guys is that I will be able to market myself and market what I do. So when I am in that position, it'll be a seamless process. And that's that's the hope. I mean, you know, we're, we're just very hopeful that that'll happen. But um, that's the biggest. And that's that's one thing that I get asked a lot is, yeah. you know. You, 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 these sponsors, you have sponsors. And, and I say, I just tell everyone all the time, it's, it's how you carry yourself, man. They, most sponsors, I mean, let's just, let's just be hundred percent honest. Most sponsors don't care if you're winning every tournament because the chances you're doing that aren't very high. You start using fishing so, acronyms with you and they glass over, man. You, oh, yeah. you get past MLF and they're what? Yeah. <laughs> they don't yep. care about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing for spot. I mean, it, I can only speak from my experiences and, you know, I do have paying sponsors. Um, I have several other discount sponsors and I, I want to hit on a few pieces with that, but yeah. Um, the biggest thing with, with them, it, it's all about marketing, right? It's, it's how I carry myself um, to guys like you, a potential customer, right? They see a, they see an, an outstanding person. You know, they, they obviously know that the, you know, a, a good company is not going to invest dollars into someone that, that, you know, that is not carrying themselves the, the right way. And so I, I try to live my life by that. And I, it, it's, it's worked out for me so far. That's absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, we, we share that uh, so many things in common, uh, just based on the, the following you on social media and it's in regards to the fishing side. And that was one of the things that, that I always uh, admired was the fact that you get that portion of it. Right. And mind you, I'm speaking primarily with the, the sponsors that float in the non-endemic, you know, yeah. side of things, because let's be honest, there's only so many endemic sponsors running around. Right. And we don't have a name. Um, we're not going to, you know, move Mike Iconelli out of his sponsorship yeah. anytime soon. I don't think anybody is Mike's got yeah. himself covered. Um, but the point is, is that, you know, understanding that it's about, you know, the representation, um, my wife and I have a running joke that, you know, when I'm driving around and I've got my pickup with the wrap on it and all these sponsor names and everything on it, you know, Denver, uh, Denver Metro area is very crowded on the roads. And there's a lot of times I'd like to use my Earnhardt turn signal. I'll tell you that right now I'm moving left, <laughs> but when you have those, you know, you have to just nod your head, smile and keep moving. When we drive my wife's vehicle though, then I can be a little bit more. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. That well, you hit it on the head with, with uh, you know, my, my truck is, I don't have a full wrap right now, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, I have my sponsors, you know, kind of on it, but I'm representing more than myself, right? I'm right. Not just, 
I'm not just David Fluker with a white F-150. I'm David Fluker that represents, you know, Ratliff Contracting and, you know, Blue Rock Customer. The rest of my spot, I'm David Fluker that represents these guys. So yeah. There's times where I'm like, you know, I, I need to get over there. You're there. I can make it, but I think I won't. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, that restraint level. And that's, you know, and I always, I believe it or not, I actually bring that up when we're talking to potential sponsors that you don't have to, you know, you can trust in the fact that you're going to get professional representation here. So, but so we've, we've bounced around several times. Let's get into it here. Um, So you have um, like most guys that are wanting to take this a little bit further, or at least dab Lafitte, you started uh, same way I did, which is um, with getting some sponsorship in regards to discount piece. Um, And we've spoken offline on this and we see eye to eye on this topic here, and I'm not going to steal the thunder on it, but let's talk about that on the discount sponsor side of things to, to start with here. And then I'll, I'll fill in blanks there just to kind of reemphasize our point uh, that we have, but yeah. who were uh, some of the first uh, initial companies that you started working with that, uh, uh, Rock, or at least that you're still with, I should say. Okay. Uh, Blue Rock Custom Tackle was, was one of the initial first companies I started working with. Uh, they're a, it's a, it's a, small custom tackle shop here in, in Ohio, uh, Southern Ohio, but make, they make amazing products. Um, and Jesse French, he's a friend of mine now. Um, he, he was one of the ones that, you know, that was early to jump on with me. And, and this is a discount deal, you know, yep, whatever the percentage is, but those are, you know, too many times in our industry, those things are, are kind of frowned upon or, Hey, that you're just a discount angler, you know, but the name of the game, like we talked about, is getting on the water cheaper, right? That's Damn the name straight. of the game. I don't care what, what level yes. you fish at. I don't care if you're just a weekend angler or if you're, you're a hardcore tournament guy. Uh, the name of the game is to fish cheaper. And the, the more opportunities yep. you have to fish cheaper, the more opportunities you can get on the water um, to fish. And, you know, I can again, I can only speak for me. That has allowed me to get on the water a lot more when I can buy, you know, and this is just a, this is just a, number. I, I, if I can get on the water for 40% cheaper than I would have been able to do it out of pocket, that's a win in my book. That's, that's saving me money and allows me to fish more. So. Well, and when you couple it, like we talked about, when you couple it, the fact that we're not talking that we're buying one, two jigs, right. Or one, two uh, jerk baits. We're talking about buying in bulk for the season, because the last thing we want to do is get out there with sexy shad being the color that's killing it. And all of a sudden I break off my last sexy shad your confidence goes out. Yeah. You lose hair. I yeah. mean, it, expletives start flying around the boat. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're buying, you know, in larger amounts, you know, they're so absolutely. If, the, if they're trading you some purchasing power for some social media and marketing, I think a lot of the, of the, the poo-pooing in the very beginning was the same crowd also that had a beef with the Guggen squad, right? They were like, who is this? What is this? Blah, blah, blah. Now I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that gets into the, you know, the, the over the top crazy or what? No, that's not my game, but I'll tell you what, that Guggen squad is brilliant. And what they, what they showed was that we're going to be on the leading edge of what is to come. And that is that social media is what's doing it. Now, digital media is everything I'll, I'll tell you those those Guggen guys i i uh that Guggen squad they i'm not an advocate for them or 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 against them but th- those guys figured it out they figured out a niche in the industry that was something that took off like wildfire and whether you you know i don't know if you dislike them or if you like them or you love them whatever right. the case is those guys had it figured out and they have it figured out those guys I have nothing but respect for those guys yep. and for what they did. They found a niche and it's just like, you're a business guy. I'm a business guy. It's <laughs> anything in business is finding a niche that fills a, a need in an industry. And they found that niche and they ran with it. And, and they were on the bleeding edge of it. Right. I mean, they oh, yeah. were like the first to really take it big. There were other, other, you know, companies of course um, that were doing a lot of these things, but these guys, you know, really made it mainstream and showed where this, where stuff's going out there. And it's, if oh, yeah. to think otherwise is just to kind of 
close your eyes and have a, you know, be ignoring the facts that are in front of you out there. So, so that's awesome. So blue rock, um, we will during the interview piece here or during production piece, um, guaranteed we've already got blue rocks information that we're going to be throwing up on the screen and so forth. So we'll, uh, we'll direct people out to the website, uh, social media stuff. Uh, take a look there. Who else do we have here as far as some of the, some of the sponsors that have been with you uh, for the longest, for the longest, uh, I have, um, uh, a few new ones that I picked up this year. I'll kind of go, go backwards um a few new ones i picked up this year was phantom outdoors they're down in south carolina um power pole um mercury marine uh th marine uh ph custom lures um they actually i i'm not sure if you're familiar with uh ph custom lures they're, they're I'm not. they make balsa baits oh, okay um, baits if you haven't checked them out i'll definitely check them out there's they we've got some really cool things that are coming uh, that'll be made public uh, probably in the next few months or, or a few weeks. Um, the, I would definitely check them out. Yeah. Uh, and then you got cash and fishing rods. Um, uh, boat wrench is, is my dealer. Uh, they're down in Inman, South Carolina. Uh, then again, blue rock custom tackle. Then my title sponsor is Ratliff contracting. Talk to us about Ratliff. How'd that, uh, how'd that come about? Yeah. So Ratliff Contracting, they're actually a, uh, they're a business, uh, they're a family owned uh, roofing company here in, in uh, Westerville, Ohio. Okay. Uh, Brian and Danielle Ratliff, uh, they're amazing people. They run an awesome company. Um, nothing but great reviews from them. Um, I actually got uh, linked in with them through a previous sponsor. Um, okay. Prior to that, I, I was sponsored by a company called uh, Stupski Construction. Okay. And uh, they actually kind of opened the door for me uh, with, with, uh, Danielle and Brian. And I was able just to, you know, speak my piece again, explain who I was and, and kind of what I do. And, uh, you know, to my delight, they, they jumped on it and, and they're supporting me for all the 2022 season and beyond. Um, and so that, that was a, a match made in heaven for the things that I'm trying to do and the, the, the vision. And, you know, I, when I talk with people and I say, to have a company see the, see your vision just as clearly as you do. And then they want to help you get to there. There's nothing like it. And that there's a, there's a, there's a piece in there that a lot of people miss with, with sponsors is, is this, that uh, the networking piece or just the personal touch that you have with your sponsors. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know for sure if this is how it works, but this is how I envision in my head um, these discount deals that, you know, so many are, are down on they're saying hey that's a 40 percent discount deal that's not a real sponsorship or you know they kind of look down on it well you can look at it two ways you can look at it as that's a 40 percent deal that you know he's just getting discount he's not you know he won't fish with them going forward or you can look at it as this is my opportunity to network for this company and market for this company so that way when my name does pop up on a larger trail the, the companies that i have been with for so long and again, this is just my thinking may look down on that and say, well, this guy's been with us since 2015. He's, he's done a lot for us. He's done you know trade shows. He's done uh, expos. And, you know, let's let's get with him. Let's figure out what we can do to help him. Yeah. And um, in my mind, that's how it works. In my mind, that's how business works. So I'm trying to take that model and, and, and test it. But, I you know. Until then, I'll stay loyal to my guys. <laughs> well, let me add a little concrete to this um, in this form here. I, as we were talking offline, I just completed and got done uh, speaking with a legend in our sport, Mr. Mike McClelland. Uh, Mike's been around professionally around the industry 31 years, been doing this. He is an OG of bass fishing for certain. Um, he is definitely uh, a man with a lot of, of knowledge. And we got talking about the sponsorship piece. Mike's got his new Andy's, uh, you know, frozen custard deal. He just locked up uh, super cool. Now I have two reasons to stop there when I'm down in uh, Osage Beach uh, here in March. Um, number one, because it's an awesome place to go and have some frozen custard. But now number two, because Mike's Mike's my uh, he's my homie. So I definitely have to get over there. Um, but one of the things we were talking about and, and I theorized very similar to what you were saying. And I asked Mike the straightforward that question, these type of deals, because of the nature of what we do being, you know, kind of unique. The major deals, I, I asked him the question straightforward. Is it basically, I mean, it's got to be relationships, right? It's about that networking. It's about getting to know people and letting them get to know you. And, and he come back with a resounding, that's exactly it. Um, 
he has a connection with the owner of the franchise piece with Andy's. They went to high school together. Their dads are in the painting industry together. Um, and all these years, nothing had come out of it. You know, they went through different ways, but as it comes back around taking care of people and, and living right and, and representing right with all your companies out there. Absolutely. You couldn't be in my personal opinion, any more correct and locked in than what you are right now. I mean, that is, that's how things uh, do come together is, you know, times aren't always going to be easy. Right. And that's one of the things I try to tell the, the people I'm working with vicious and, uh, um, and tackle HD and those guys. And, and I always see, you know, times aren't always going to be easy, but guaranteed what's going to happen is we're going to keep our, you know, our eyes focused on the prize at hand. Their success is my success. That's the way we look at it. Right. You know, well, that's, you know, and that's, that's awesome. Awesome stuff, especially for you, man, in the fact that you got a young family, that's not a cheap maneuver um, around every corner. Those bills keep popping up everywhere. So the fact that you've got organizations get behind you to support this, this fishing piece here, man, that is, uh, I like that recipe that uh, that's setting forward. You mentioned a company phantom outdoors. I've heard this name, but what do they do? Uh, so phantom outdoors, they, they are like an apparel company down in, in South, right. South Carolina. Uh, they sell fishing rods or fishing reels. Um, they sell baits as well, uh, but they also have more than, than just fishing. They have hunting gear as well. So. Excellent. Remind yeah. me to talk with you about them because they, uh, like I said, I, I, I know I knew their name from somewhere and I think that's, you had mentioned it there. Um, so one of the well, other Patrick, Patrick Walters uh, represents phantom nice. uh, on the professional level. Awesome. We will wrote that down because I, I'll forget to wear two socks each day if I don't write it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So one piece that comes with, uh, I want to come back eventually back and talk some more fishing here, but on the business side of this one piece that comes with this, we, we touched on it. We talked about the social media thing. Um, we all know the ups and the downs. We know the, what the negative sides of social media can be, what the positives can look like. If you, if you work your tail off, you can keep it positive. What have you found to be the biggest challenges with, the the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, I don't know if you TikTok. Um, I don't even know how to ask that properly. Do you talk? Do you TikTok? <laughs> Twitter. That what you know? Where are you located right now on social media? What are what are your focuses? Uh, so I, I focus primarily on um, Instagram and Facebook. Yep. Uh, this year, I am I am going to start trying to do a little bit more with YouTube. Uh, I am going to, I'm going to start doing a vlog series about, uh, the BFLs. Uh, one thing that I found as a niche in the industry is there's a lot of guys that, that they do fishing, right? They, they have YouTube that they do fishing, but they, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes and, you know, fishing the BFLs that I think it's, I think the world needs to see. I, I mean, the, the group that I traveled with I, this year and in previous years in the Buckeye division, we had a lot of weird stuff go on, man, but it's, it's funny stuff. It's good. It's good stuff. And I, I just think it, you know, for the world to be able to see something like that and for outside of that, and I'm old, my gears are always turning, but on the major league fishing side, the people that maybe are hesitant to fish the BFLs or, or nervous, they, they can see that kind of laid back fun side outside of the tournament life. And, you know, those are one day yep. tournaments or they're, you know, Thursday, Fridays, you know, Saturday, there's a lot of fun that happens in those. And, and I've met some lifelong friends fishing the BFLs that, you know, these guys are, will hold true in my heart is no matter where I move in the country. Same. And, uh, yep. I, I think I that echo that. Something, those, those type of stories are, you know, we've made some, we're going to make a bunch more like those, those stories should get out for guys that, that want to fish the BFLs, but maybe a little bit nervous because they, they may not know anyone in the BFLs or, or whatever the case is. So, and it's, uh, but yeah, my, I'm sorry. Good. No, 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 go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, if, if you guys found it as well, it's, it's easy to network with the BFL level guys for the okay. most part. I mean, you're going to get your few tryhards out there, right? I mean, there's a couple of them running around, but for the most part, people are pretty relaxed, right? Even in the Ozark division where it's, I mean, these are some just wicked, wickedly good hooks down there, yep. but everybody's been really welcoming, you know, everywhere you go. And uh, that's every, every, you know, it, the same in life. You're going to run across some people that, I mean, you're, you're just going to butt heads no matter what, <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, you know, I fished that first year as a co-angler. Um, I, I've come across some guys that are, I mean, amazing people just outside of fishing. They're just amazing people. I mean, we still talk, we message now, you know, unfortunately we're, we, you know, 
there's a pandemic going on, so we don't get to hang out as much. But right. I mean, there are amazing people outside of fishing. Now on the water, there are amazing anglers. And uh, yep. the one thing about the BFLs is when, when you're fishing as a co-angler or as a boater, you got somebody else in the boat with you, someone that you you may or may not know. That's an opportunity for you just to, you know, just to meet and, and talk and, you know, have a good day out in the water. Now, at the end of the day, it's a competition and, and you want to win, but you can do it with a smile on your face. You don't have to be up yeah. all day. And that's what I've learned. A lot of guys in the BFLs, they, they're good guys, man. They're really good guys. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, we always talk about cost to get into tournament fishing, to try it bang for buck there. You're going to be hard pressed to find um, a higher potential rate of return than what the BFL is, you know, a couple hundred bucks as a boater to get into it. Um, two day events are 300, um, you know, for a chance to fish two days, if you're in the top 20%, your potential win, if you got a full field, I mean, you're six, seven grand out of this thing. I mean, this, and they're paying checks, you know, a good portion down. Yeah. It's, it's tough to beat that, uh, to, to get through there. Um, so on the social media piece, uh, you're doing Facebook, you're doing, um, Instagram, you're going to start looking on the YouTube side. Um, as far as uh, video piece, you know, any of those areas is that what, what seems to be like right now, as you're trying to, to think about putting that together, what's, what's got, you know, jumbled to any challenges, you know, with, with the video side of things there, what's, what do you think? I would say the biggest thing that, that would be for me is uh, focusing, talking to the camera, right? You know, that, that's one thing, what, you know, all I've done my whole life is go out and fish and I, or talk to someone in the back of the boat, talking specifically to the camera, maybe explaining what I'm doing. I think that's going to be one of the, you know, a self-identified challenge. That's going to be a challenge that I'll have that I'll have to address, you know, when the time comes, I've done some practicing, I've got some things that <laughs> some things that I'm probably going to delete. No one will ever, <laughs> but for, for the most part, that that'll be the biggest thing is uh, talking to the camera and just really, uh, portraying to the viewers, you know, what I'm seeing or what, why I'm doing something different uh, right. or why I'm making a move. Um, those things are going to be, you know, during a tournament day, you and I both know during a tournament day, you're pretty locked in. Yep. Uh, but those are, those are some of the things I want to try to focus on uh, this year. And <laughs> for the first year, that's, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty funny watching some of those yeah. videos. So. <laughs> From my understanding, what I've seen out there, quantity tends to be the biggest key over quality. So I think it puts a, you know, just relax a little bit, just, you know, record what you can, but yeah, tournament day. No, no bets. You know, all bets are off on that. All bets are off tournament day. I, I don't know that uh, I can't commit to nah. making a, uh, a full video during tournament day uh, talking to, I, I, I'll have the camera running all day. I was going to say, yeah, uh, I can't commit to having a full conversation with the camera. <laughs> nah, no. Yeah. Half the stuff I got to, you know, on tournament day, my video, any that's right. Half time I have to bleep out just about everything I'm saying. <laughs> I donated a, a rod and reel to Table Rock last year, which I usually try to do every year, at least once. I'll try to kick a rod off my deck into the, <laughs> into the drink. I was successful at Table Rock, and yeah, that video had to be all deleted on the words that I spoke from that. Well, here's a disclaimer for any followers or you know that will watch some of these videos. Don't hold me accountable for the things I say. Don't. <laughs> Those are not representation of who I am. That's right. That's right. So on that fishing side, I wanted to, wanted to hit on this. You've, you've fished through uh, Ohio, South Carolina. Do you have any other experience competitively fishing outside of those areas in the U S anywhere? Yeah. So I, when I, I'm from Michigan, I'm originally from Michigan. Right. And right. Uh, I, I started fishing with my uncle uh, doing some Detroit river and some uh, St. Lake St. Clair and upper, like, the river going up into the Detroit river from Erie. I, I fished tournaments nice. there uh, as I was growing up, but it wasn't, we fished out of a, uh, my dad had, it was my dad's boat. We had kind of like a, a deep V bottom. I mean, it was like, get out there and, you know, let's pray to God we catch something. Uh, <laughs> it, it was tournament fishing, but it, it wasn't the way it is now. Right. Uh, but other than that, I really cut my teeth here in Ohio. Uh, nice. Really um, I, I spent some time in my childhood in Colorado, uh, fishing around Colorado Springs. Uh, it's a nice. lot different out that way. Isn't it uh, though? <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot different. It's a lot different than, in, and then I wasn't just, then I was, I threw a line in the water and hoped I could catch something. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's South Carolina, Ohio are really where I cut my teeth and, and really where I'm, um, kind of making my stronghold. That's awesome stuff. And it's, to me, what I like hearing about this is that it's been high pressured. 
you've had to scratch your way, you know, to, to find success and, and compete yeah. like that every time you go out. Uh, I'm excited to watch what happens, man, when you get to some of these places that, you know, have bigger populations of bass yeah. that maybe aren't as pressured or they're pressured differently, you know, type thing. And I always heard, I mean, I read this article a long time ago, the way, you know, from the West coast side that there, it is such a different way of fishing out here. But a lot of times those guys that come from those difficult areas that go into the more center of the U S you know, start fishing that stuff or down South tend to really shine out, you know, yeah. guys come to mind, of course, the, the late great blesses, uh, his soul, Aaron Martins, um, yeah. the skeet Reese's the, you know, the, we could go on and on, on the West coast anglers of yeah. Brent Ehlers. I mean, these guys, the list is huge on the West coast stuff. And that's a very similar high pressure, you know, different yeah. type of fisheries that you got to go but after. What those guys bring is a lot of finesse techniques that, you know, that lakes, you know, in the South or in the mid Midwest that just not thrown this way. And I think that that's what really helps those guys out when they come out, out, you know, East. So. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. had to, I had to snip off the three quarter ounce spinner baits off my line. The first time I got out here, when we moved out last year, yeah. I, I was slinging that thing out there and I'm just like, what? And then I, no, I saw the, ba I saw the, the shad that they're chasing. It's about that big. And I'm like, Hmm, I got blades <laughs> on this thing bigger than that fish. right there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome stuff. One of the reasons that we wanted to have you on here, uh, David, as we've talked offline, and what, one of the pieces that we wanted to uh, take this interview to announce it basically official uh, out there is that the True Patriot podcast, True Patriot Outfitters, the whole piece here, we have uh, begun, and you are the official lead number one uh, uh, inductee into this uh, uh, deal. We've wanted to create an angler's network of uh, professionals that are out there that we trust um, to the point of, of having our name associated with them and that we're willing to at least go on a short list for us in each given sector. We're going to try to pick up five or six sectors around the U.S. to have names of anglers go on a list for us so that when we're working with the Warrior Bonfire, Romans uh, Warrior Foundation, or, or any other national uh, nonprofit that we have, when they hold these retreats in certain areas of the country, we want to be able to roll in there with a convoy of, of anglers that do this at a higher level for the sole purpose of, of bringing our gear, our knowledge, our passion, and our, and our caring to a group of individuals that absolutely more than deserves it and spending some time with them. And when you and I spoke, David, I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about it right now. Having you join on board with us, especially considering, I mean, you're this year is crazy for you, man. You're you're doing the, you know, you've got stuff on your plate, you know, which we fully understand on that. But we're still gonna, you know, put this in where we're hoping is, uh, you know, you joining on board with us, going into that, you know, for the South Carolina area, um, being added to that network piece. I am so excited for the first chance you and I number one, get a chance to get out in the boat and go fish, man. And we'll, uh, we'll get the video coverage going. Then we may have to bleep it out, but who knows, <laughs> but let, let's talk on that piece there. You've, you've joined on board with us. And what that means effectively is that if you're available, if the scheduling works out, um, you're going to come with us, donate your time. Uh, the same as we're doing for them. And we're going to go fishing with some, with some vets, first responders out there. What, was the driving factor for you in, in that case that said, yeah, man, even, even, you know, it's, it obviously is, is going to be a logistical challenge. What made you uh, say yes to us when I, you know, we proposed that. Uh, there's, there's a lot of factors in the, the into the answer. Yes. Uh, the biggest thing is, you know, in this life, we, we have so much knowledge, you know, you gain knowledge throughout life and some, some things that other people may not know. And, you know, our, our job or our goal and it, it, our goal should be in life to give back. You know, the, any knowledge that I have, I have no problems unless you're competing against me on a, on a weekend. I have no problem sharing with anyone. Um, and that's just kind of it's just one of those things. Right. It's just doing my 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 part as a human to help our human race grow. And that that was the, the main reason for saying yes. Um, there is a secondary reason. A lot of my family member have, have members have served um, my uncle who, who just recently passed, uh, last year, he was a Marine, he was a veteran. And to know that there's programs, uh, that are, that are out there 
for veterans that come home and, you know, some, you know, I can only speak from my family's perspective. Sometimes a veteran, a veteran, you know, retires and comes home and he, he can't find his place here. He's been gone so long. He's, you know, he's seen war and he just can't find his place. And to have programs out there that even just getting out for a few hours, it, it for me, you know, for us, it's four hours on the water. You know, we do it every day. It's, it's, it's whatever. But for these guys, I mean, that's, that's an opportunity of a lifetime that, you know, they wouldn't have been able to, they wouldn't have had the opportunity to get with any, you know, without this program. So Absolutely. Um, those two things, uh, I, it was a hundred percent. Yes. For me, logistically, it's, you know, fishing tournaments. I am a tournament guy I have, for now. I have a full-time job. Um, that is something that I, I, I will write into my schedule and make sure that I, you know, when, when available, I can, and can give my time. Um, and that's, that means a lot to me that there was a program out there for veterans uh, that involved fishing. So. I want to share one piece on this. Um, number one, thank you for making me look smart for asking you. Uh, <laughs> number two, when I was at the Warrior Bonfire uh, and then several other events that I've, I've been to, the guys, uh, the men and women uh, that are veterans, first responders that have seen combat, have not seen combat, they all had a very similar message. And, and what it was, was the fact that make no mistake for the nonprofit organizations, monetary donations always are appreciated, loved and helped and needed. I mean, unfortunately this world, there's nothing that gets done without money involved. Yeah. But when you want to talk about what strikes a chord, the statement was anybody can write a check. Not everybody is willing to give their time sure. and what it means to them to see citizens like you and I, non-veterans like you and I, what I now call you as a true patriot, when they see that there are civilians out there that, number one, care for them, that are thankful for their service, and we want to do whatever we can in what area, you know, and if it's fishing, that's ridiculously easy for us. I almost felt guilty taking their compliments. I'm like, guys, this is, I should be thanking you for letting me in your space, you know, yeah. for this. but that, that piece, David, you, you being willing to do what you can, you know, with the scheduling piece. And as, as the kids get older and as time goes on, obviously things will start to ease up, you know, you know, for you there, but nevertheless, um, we're going to keep you hundred uh, percent in the loop. Like I said, you are the, the inaugural number one, first addition to our network officially. Um, we should see this. Uh, I, I will want to, at the same note, uh, say that Mike McClelland uh, wants me to keep him in the loop. So yeah, to awesome. have a chance, yeah, a guy that we, you know, you and I both, I mean, we, we look oh, at yeah. this guy, we admire profession on the fishing side of things, you know, how can you not? The guy's a living legend yeah. um, out there doing, you know, doing what he's doing. And so to have, you know, Patriots alike around, you know, we're going to start building this network. I'm going to have my little email chain together. Um, and, uh, and hopefully, like I said, we can, we can put that, you know, boots on the ground for these uh, deserving individuals and their families, um, yeah. you know, to, uh, to try to, you know, just go share some time. And the beauty is on this, I want you to keep this in mind. There's so many of these events, bring the wife and your kids with you. Because we'll yeah. be we'll be able to do some of those events that are very family oriented that have the space for us, so that we can uh, you know we can all you know set up on that and that's I mean what an awesome deal to to share be amazing yeah. all of our space together you know a lot of good fishing memories there. I tell you, just for me, it, it's it's a pleasure for me to do something like this. It these guys that you know they go over you know combat or non combat veterans they they go over they they've committed ten years or. 20 years some or, or longer to making sure that that you and I can do what we do. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pleasure of mine to give back a couple hours of my day or my year uh, to the, to a cause like this. And, and I, I would do it 10 times out of 10, if you ask me. Well, that's awesome stuff. Um, we did ask you, you absolutely said yes on this and dude, I am, I am super stoked for the future. And like I said, that South Carolina area, that's a bucket list for me. Um, don't know if it happens this year. We're, we're kind of, we got some stuff in our works too, our, uh, that we're trying to put together, but definitely, uh, coming up very soon. I'm going to be getting into that area. Then we're going to absolutely have to go fishing out there for sure. Just give me a call. Absolutely. This is what I meant in the very beginning that you may not know them yet, but you need to know them. Um, David, you've, you've proven that through and through. 
I'm excited, dude, that, uh, that we are now going to be plugged in even more watching, uh, you know, your career piece there. Keep us in mind. If you want uh, to check in with us throughout the season, man, you got some good stuff, bad stuff, indifferent stuff. Doesn't matter. We'd love to check up with you. We can do uh, you know, follow-up uh, interview pieces. We'll get that stuff out there. Anything we can do on your social media channels that will absolutely uh, do our part to kind of boost. This is how we, we talked about it early, man. It's that networking. It's the relationships. This is how we, we, you know, we're going to get to where we need to get to. So um, above all things, man, thank you. Thank you so very much for coming on the podcast here. Thank you for sharing your, your space. Please give uh, our best to, uh, to your, your beautiful family there. And, uh, maybe in the next one here, we'll have to get uh, a little DJ on here, man. We'll get, uh, get him, uh, coming in here. He's not shy. He will, he will get on. <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, thank you, David, for joining us here, folks. This interview brought to you by vicious fishing. Uh, if, uh, if you found it interesting, anything along those lines, you have comments, throw them in the comment section down here. Uh, you've, you've been seeing, uh, uh, David's information flying up here and his sponsors uh, flying. We're going to include it in the description of the video. It'll all be, uh, labeled there. You want to reach him, reach out to him as well. Um, and of course, above all, make sure and smash that subscribe button and get 19 of your friends to do the same thing. All, every little bit of that piece helps us out there. So thank you guys for joining us on the true Patriot podcast and, uh, stay tuned. We'll have additional interviews coming up soon.